Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. Today is Tuesday, January 26, 2021. On this day in 1983, necrophiliac and serial killer Dennis Nilsson claimed his final victim. Stephen Sinclair was young and in need of help and empathy. Instead, his dismembered body wound up in the sewage tank beneath Dennis's home. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. This episode contains descriptions of murder, necrophilia, and dismemberment. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're covering the end of Scottish serial killer Dennis Nilsson's violent rampage, which spanned from 1978 to 1983. Let's go back to that chilly London night, just after 9 p.m. Thirty-seven-year-old Dennis Nilsson fiddled with the lock to his top-floor flat, number 23 Cranley Gardens, Muswell Hill, North London. He used to live down the block, but he'd moved a few months back for logistical reasons. When the door finally opened, Dennis ushered his guest inside. He'd met Stephen on Oxford Street when the homeless 20-year-old asked him for a meal. He'd taken pity on the poor kid and bought him a hamburger. Stephen, as it turned out, was quite the charmer, so much so that Dennis wondered whether he might like to continue their conversation at his place. And so, to Cranley Gardens they went. Dennis poured himself a whiskey and handed his young companion a beer. The two sipped their drinks and chatted as Stephen wandered the quaint home, remarking on how nice it was. In truth, Dennis's flat wasn't all that nice, but he was a lonely man, not one to rebuke compliments when he got them. He thanked Stephen as the young man took a seat in an armchair. Dennis put on a record, one of his favorites. The pair philosophized and drank for hours. It reminded Dennis of the old days, back when he and his partner David shared a home with their dog. They too danced the night away, drinking and laughing. They'd had fun together, or so Dennis had thought. But then David left. They hadn't spoken since. Since that day, Dennis had come home to an empty house day after day after day. He hated it. He hated the commute home from work, that isolating feeling that creeped in every time he turned onto his street. He hated the darkness, the way everything was exactly where he'd left it. But most of all, he hated cooking dinner. He was a chef trained in the military. He didn't know how to cook for one. Sure, he'd met other men in the five and a half years since David, and he'd tried his best to make them stay, 
but they'd all left him in one way or another. Dennis drained his whiskey and took a long look at Stephen, who cuddled up in the armchair and dozed off. The poor boy looked like he hadn't slept so well in weeks. Dennis let him be. The next morning, Dennis found himself in the same spot, standing over Stephen. He was both confused and completely aware. On the floor sat a length of rope and a necktie. Stephen was slumped over in the chair, his neck red, his face puffy. His eyes were glazed over, rolled toward the back of his head. His porcelain body lay absolutely still, white as a sheet. Dennis looked at the rope and sighed. He'd done it again. Next, Dennis's disturbing disposal method leads the police straight to his door. Listeners, this month marks 60 years since John F. Kennedy became the 35th President of the United States, ushering his already prominent family into the highest enclaves of political power. But behind their storied successes lie secrets and scandals so severe, if it were any other lineage, they would have been left in ruin. This January, to commemorate this iconic milestone, dig into the dramas of a real-life American dynasty in the Spotify original from Parcast, The Kennedys. This exclusive series from Spotify features your favorite ParCast hosts, including me, covering every angle of the Kennedys from shows like Conspiracy Theories, Unsolved Murders, Crime Countdown, and others. Assassinations and conspiracies, corruption and cover-ups, international affairs, and extramarital ones, too. Examine all of the Kennedy family's most controversial moments, all in one place. You can binge all 12 episodes of this limited series starting on Tuesday, January 19th. Follow The Kennedys free and exclusively on Spotify. Welcome back to Collector's Closet, presented by the Ohio Lottery. Let's discuss my newest prize possession, this new $10 scratch-off, the $500,000 Platinum Jackpot. The best method I've found so far to help it hold its value is to vacuum seal it. This thing cannot get scratched. What's that? Sorry, my producer's telling me the only way it could be worth up to 500 grand is if I do scratch it? Okay, well, in that case, definitely don't overprotect your $500,000 Platinum Jackpot scratch-offs. Play them. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. Now back to the story. On January 26, 1983, serial killer Dennis Nilsson murdered 20-year-old Stephen Sinclair, his 15th and final victim. Dennis claims he didn't remember the murder itself. He only pieced together what had happened the next morning. This was likely part of his defense strategy. He eventually pled not guilty due to mental defect in order to claim that his crimes weren't consciously committed or premeditated. But that January morning, it wasn't the first time he'd woken up to a dead body in his house. While he later said that he didn't remember killing, at a certain point, he had to accept that in all these deaths, he was the through line. The first time it happened was in 1978, just after Christmas. He'd brought someone home for the night, as he did every now and again, but the next morning, 
As his lover lay sleeping, he began to fear the silence that followed once his houseguest left. The feeling overwhelmed him. He found himself growing anxious and desperate for companionship. He couldn't stand to be alone for one more night. Dennis strangled the man with a tie, then drowned him in a bucket of water. Once his victim was dead, Dennis picked him up and felt a surge of power rush through him. It seemed that there was something about this interaction that thrilled him. It put him in total control. And because this corpse could never leave him, he felt somehow safe. Dennis put the body in the bathtub and washed it. When it was squeaky clean, he gently placed it back in bed. To him, it was a breathtaking sight. He confessed later that he thought the dead bodies were beautiful. Dennis attempted to have sex with the corpse, but said he was unsuccessful. So instead, he spent another night sleeping next to the body, happy to have company for once. In the morning, he placed the corpse beneath the floorboards where it remained for seven months. In the space between December 1978 and 1982, Dennis is believed to have killed 12 men. He stored parts of their bodies under the floorboards in his home, enthralled by the sense of control he felt from walking over their bodies. However, at a certain point, the home's foundation was so crowded by corpses, he literally ran out of places to put them. He buried some body parts in the garden and burned others in backyard bonfires. Dennis also stuffed one victim under the kitchen sink, but knew it would soon need to be moved. Oddly, this became something of a wake-up call for Dennis. He decided to move to a top-floor flat in an apartment building nearby. He hoped that without access to the home's foundation and with no way to easily dispose of bodies, he'd stop killing. Instead, he murdered three more young men. And rather than bury them under the floorboards, he boiled their heads before cutting the bodies into small pieces he could flush down the toilet. Shortly after Dennis disposed of Stephen Sinclair, another resident of the apartment building called a plumber to investigate a drain block that had backed up all the pipes in the building. The plumber found human remains, which led to Dennis Nilsson's arrest on February 9, 1983. Dennis seemed oddly relieved to finally be in police custody. He was quick to admit to his part in over a dozen murders. After his trial, he was convicted of six of the homicides and two attempted murders. A life sentence soon followed. From prison, Dennis filled dozens of notebooks writing his biography. He revealed himself to be a sad, lonely man whose grandfather, his only friend, died when he was six. For years, he never really felt loved again. Until he met David Galishan in 1975, David was a moppy-haired man who lived with Dennis for two years. They seemed to have a platonic but codependent relationship. However, Dennis thought the two were partners. They'd even gotten a dog together. But one day in 1977, 
David left and took Dennis's heart with him. Over the next 18 months, Dennis turned to alcohol and cheap company, and each time his new tryst left in the morning, he felt a little piece of himself chip away. He grew angry, lonely, and desperate for companionship, until that night in late 1978, when he finally found a way of making friends stay. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more stories about chilling murders, check out my other show, Serial Killers. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Katovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Aaron Lan, with writing assistance by Terrell Wells, and fact-checking by Claire Cronin. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Fact. Fiction. Fame. Discover the real story behind one of history's most formidable families in the Spotify original from ParCast, The Kennedys. Remember, you can binge all 12 episodes starting on Tuesday, January 19th. Listen free and exclusively on Spotify.